Hey yo, this is LJ. And this is Jay Hen. And right now, you're listening to On Wax the Podcast. And if you haven't already, subscribe on iTunes and you have to leave us a five-star review. You can also like us on Facebook and follow the podcast on SoundCloud and Stitcher. But if you don't, then we're going to have to put your ass on wax. Wax, wax, wax. And again, keep in mind that me and LJ are like 12. One, either you made it, or two, you're fucked. Doing it on Sunday. I'm sorry. Chapoli. I'm gonna exaggerate the fuck out of this. So we had one coach who had a permanent heart on all the time. <laughs> yeah, this shit's kind of annoying Wee! though, but yeah. I'm buying your ass a thong. <laughs> <laughs> who would win right now? You or 55-year-old Jackie Chan? I'm about to throw the fuck up. He wants that little dick. Say it's the biggest fight of the year. They may be the best team in the NBA. Fun facts for you about dating. I think different women like different things. Not told anybody about this story in my life. On wax. We have a very special guest with us today. She's from the hit show, The Queen of the South. It's on Netflix. It's on USA Network. We have, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I've been practicing all day, Sandy Idalia Valles. Is that correct? Yes, yes. You can just call me Idalia. No worries. Okay, so yeah, I heard the double L, you know, and I heard the I. It sounds like an E, so we went with Idalia Valles. <laughs> so, Perfect. Thank you for having me on the show. Of course, of course. So, so yeah, tomorrow is the the season finale of season three of The Queen of the South. And everybody that I told was that you were going to be on is super excited about the show. Everyone knows that they're going to have a lot of cliffhangers, a lot of questions after the episode. I know you can't jump into a lot, but can we expect, you know, some fireworks next episode? Yes, you honestly don't even imagine what's about to hit, you know, what's about to hit the TV screen. Right. It is going to be insane. It's going to be intense. The writers, every season, are doing such a great job at just upping up the stakes, keeping it going. I mean, even the first season, I thought, like, how are they going to go bigger than this? This was crazy. And then second season, they delivered. And third season, they just blew me away. So... Get ready for a lot of questions, a lot of um, crazy moments. Now, now, what's crazy about Queen of the South is we get to see the the growth in popularity, like you'd mentioned from from season one. Now, season three, everybody's ready for season four. Like, since you're in that role, do you get to see the growth? Do you get to see like, uh, do you get noticed more often? Like, how, how is? Oh yeah, it has been. It it's changed completely from. You know, the first season, I feel, already saying it, no one for episodes, but when it hit Netflix, it just turned the game around. Um, Netflix makes, you know, your audience grow so much more. Right. Everyone from all over the world, you know, knows about Queen of the South now. Uh, when season two hit um, Netflix a couple of months ago, I just, out of the blue, but so many more followers and honestly every day that I go out somewhere someone will stop me and say who's a bella or hey I'm from somewhere right. oh my gosh bring this up so it, it, it has been a big difference for me from season one to season two now to season three um, I just was in Europe and I didn't even think that people would you know 
I've stopped so many times in London and Spain and, and Mexico. And so it just truly proves that our audience is growing. Uh, our fans are super dedicated. They get so into it when they see me and they tell me to play and to be good with my mother. And it's, it's just really funny. And it's, it's truly such a cool thing as an actor to know that people are watching your work. Not, not to mention, like you, you, you talked about, like it just it just seems to be opening up doors, giving you opportunity. The show is like what I want to ask you about the show because the show has several angles that benefit you personally. Like it's it has a huge like latin american following the audience seems to be you know from from the the latin culture i know not all of it but the majority of it not to mention like the the woman empowerment of the show you have like the characters like camila vargas which is your mom on the show we have isabella vargas we have of course Teresa on the show and and they all carry such a big personality and they 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 carry themselves well and they're they're professional they're bosses like does that type of having that type of role does that help you in your day-to-day life outside of the character Isabella Vargas? It truly has. You know, this industry is a really tough industry to be in, and we've had such a big movement going on right now, you know, me too. And it's just great to be surrounded by these women who have been able to carry on with their professional lives in such a strong and and professional way. And to have that be my first experience in the industry has truly just changed the way I see things and has made me want to keep showing, you know, girls that are coming on it the same thing that they have shown me. Like I've said before in other interviews, my name used to be Sandy, and I've always wanted my name to be Iralia, but people, when I first started in the industry, would tell me, like, no, it's too complicated, don't change it. I would would just trust him, I wouldn't really think for myself, and being surrounded by these amazing, strong women, you know, even our showrunner, she's also a super strong woman, um, really taught me to just trust myself, to trust my instincts, and to stay true to who I am. Right. Um, so here on, like, even on, on the screen and off the screen, it's been a really cool thing to be surrounded by. So I, def- I definitely didn't help by making sure I got the pronunciation right. I should have just got confident and made sure I, th- I had it right. <laughs> definitely. No, but, on, uh, but, but seriously, like, even in my day-to-day life, I'll talk to people with more confidence or, I don't know, I just carry myself with such with so um how like try to try to walk me through staying in character like i know um we have uh boaz on that right after you by the way that's gonna be fun <laughs> <laughs> but he, he I, I had watched a recent interview with him and he says like he carries like the hank, the bloody handkerchief in his pocket all the time although it has nothing to do with the, the the scene it just makes him stay in character at all times like when when they say cut and you get to walk off like how do you get back to being Idelia and not or, or vice versa even how do you get into character like what do you do as an actress? to stay in character and get out of character? When do you leave the work at work and not take it home with you? Well, Like, is it an on and off switch? Yeah, I've always left the work 
on the shoes, like the second or the third cut, I just completely go back to being me. It has been a big difference from season one to season three. Um, naturally, since you get to know the character more, since I mean, for two years you've been kind of dissecting how they sing and how they move, it comes right. faster, it comes quicker. So you know, my last season, first, uh, my last scene for season three, I was like goofing off with the camera people and and crew and then one second later they, they yelled action and I was in the scene I, my, my, I was ready to listen I understood the dynamic that I had to find with Camilla and with uh, the colonel but in season one obviously that's all new so um, just being in the dressing room you know thinking the snake that, that Isabella would be in would keep me into character but Honestly, Julia, I don't do much to stay in character or to get into character. It just happens naturally when people say action and you're just ready to listen and you're, you're ready to take those emotions to where Isabella is. Right. But, but I, I, I don't, I don't know, I, I wish I had something cool to say. No, no, no. I listen to some of I don't want that at all. Yeah, because everybody's going to be yeah. different. Like I said, I'm pretty sure, um, you know, um, JT's going to have something different for me, so I, I like to get yeah. different people's, you know. I just love, I, and I just, you know, everyone has different acting classes, different acting things that they do, but I take this class where they really prepare you and help you to, to just be in the moment and drop everything that you are in your real life the second that you're in a scene right um and you don't have to bring anything into it it just has to be like there in the moment like and, and what what made me ask you is that i, I seen an interview with uh, michael b jordan when he was recording or when he was filming black panther and he said for months that he sheltered himself and he was just real angry at the world and he couldn't walk the streets because he was just in character and he was just ready for this role and like I said, then you hear like uh, like I said, JT say that he like carries the handkerchief with them to keep him in you know in line. So I was like, I wonder yeah. if she does anything different. So you you pretty much know when to turn it on and turn it off. Yeah, that's so super. <laughs> well, you do a great job at it. I mean, thank you. You definitely do. Thank you. No, I think I'm just really good at tricking my brain into like telling myself, okay, it's Isabella time. Like let right. Sandy, let you know, go. It's like. Isabella time. Right. Um, obviously, by season three, it got way easier to do it. And I do realize that during season two, beginning where I had these intense scenes, the more I would prepare beforehand, the more that I would want to like listen to something that would make me sad or or think really negatively. The, the harder it was for me to get into the scene to act it out. It was so hard because I had to like live in that emotion for so long, and so it became really like frustrating for me and right. the second I realized like this is playtime um there's no strings attached there's like no pressure just do it that's what helps me and all actors are different so you're gonna get different things from, from everyone like you said and not to mention with um with the Queen of the South, you've had a lot of great special guests. You've had Notorion, you've had a Snow the Product, Remy Ma. Um, you've had a several like different types of personalities and people on set as well. How is it like working with those people? Oh yeah, it's so cool. I mean, the what? owners all tell us like, "Hey, guess what? We're gonna have Remy Ma on the side." You're just like, "What the heck?" Right. It's really cool because like we all get excited because you know they're not there and they're not everyday work. So it's like when they are on set, it's super 
stuff so on everyone's like stop coming look how it's awesome um but everyone that has guest starred is is so great they fit right into our energy into our family so it's just been really cool to, to work with so many different people so like off camera so after they say cut who's the biggest goof off camera who has like the most personality who who oh my gosh a hundred percent empty uh really yeah the funniest goofiest man i have ever met in my life like seriously so so i'm gonna get um jt to do a, a pote um accent yeah an impersonation <laughs> can, can we get one from you come on <laughs> That's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> That's so funny. Teresa. I can't even Teresa. I got I to practice because I want to, I you know, compare mine and, and JT's. So I got to practice yeah. with you. Teresa, it's not safe. I got to practice. So when it comes to, to Queen of the South, it, like we had talked about, like opening doors and, and, and giving you opportunity What's next for you? Like, I, I know I, I don't know if this is true, but like I, I seen on your Instagram, you making songs. Like, what what is what are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing? <laughs> Actually, I have like not even announced this in any type of interview, but I'm starting to do my own Exclusive. music. Exclusive. 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 Does having does having such a good role in the Queen of the South help you in that lane, or that's completely different? You gotta grind like it's completely different. Like, I mean, it's a totally different monster. But uh, what I love is the confidence that I got being on set with Queen of the South. Like, I'm literally like the Houston, Texas. Yeah, H Town. What's, what's up? So you know about chopping screw? Yeah, okay. Of course. I actually came out here like what? I just have been in Texas for six years, and I remember telling someone like, "Do you have a chopped and screw radio station?" And they're like, "What is chopped and screw?" Oh like they just didn't even know. Yeah, no, uh, definitely. Huge, yeah, especially. Back then, they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They all on me. <laughs> yeah, I'm 
No, yeah. I mean, once I seen Houston, I was like, I gotta ask her, like, because that's a huge part of the Houston culture. I, I was telling you earlier, like, I get grilled for liking the Rockets in San Antonio. Grilled. No, just check this out. I live in, like, close to Dodger Stadium. Uh-oh. Like, I live, like, five minutes away from Dodger Stadium, and I wear my Astros gear all the time. So, seriously, like, one time I was actually about to get beat up. That's all. And some, some fans are up here. I bet. Astros are doing that, and, and the Rockets. We're not, we're not doing too bad in yeah, Houston. Houston sports too shabby. Yeah. And, and when it comes to like other sports, like, are you interested in this weekend? We have Canelo Triple G. If not, can I? Is that something yeah. that interests? I am because my dad is really into boxing. So when I was, I wasn't really little, but like when I was younger, like when I was younger, when I was younger, when I was younger, when I was Team Canelo or with Team Triple G? Team Canelo all the way. All the he's way. Now, to get to know you a little bit better, like, do you have your own TV shows that you watch? Do you like reality TV? Like, what what do you do on your spare time? Uh, spare time, I love to collect records. I'm always, you know, in different bands trying to find the really cool international music. Like, I've been on this big international bench. It hasn't left. Right. It's a phase that I have not run out of. Um, so I try to find uh, records throughout the weekend. I watch movies. I to watch a lot of independent movies out here in LA. There's so many Oh, yeah, I bet. I bet. You know, random screenings of things that you know, you've never watched, but it's out here in LA, so that's what I'm doing. And now making music, which is taking up a lot of my time, and writing poetry, just being as artistic as possible. Wow, I try to yeah. Do, um, my, Fly to LA and start going to acting school. Yeah, you better. 
on that note though like is there is there a specific age that like you can like i don't know like not can't get in the business of course but like let's just say i'm 30 and i want to move to la and pursue a, a an acting career i know you can't say you don't have a shot but like typically do you see that the people that start at a younger age have a better success rate or you see like every day that you know older people in their mid-20s and their 30s can still you know become someone yeah there's no special rule this like i think this is one of the things that's interesting to me there's no kind of specific schedule that you can follow to make an industry so you could be 70 years old and be killing it right um john Hamm didn't you know get his really big break and didn't get well known until he was like really way up there like you know you just never know when it's gonna hit you can be really young and just work for so long but i have seen that it takes at least like five years to really know how this industry works and get yourself in there and get 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 out to casting directors so it just takes some time but like, you never know you can come here i have a friend who just came out here to la and it was in the week we booked his first tv show wow that's crazy <laughs> wow it took, it took me four years right so yeah there's no special rule there's no specific golden you know role that you have exactly to yeah yeah so so we know we got to know you a little bit better what's what's some similarities that Adelia has with Isabella like character wise was it a was it an easy transition or are you like no I'm like outside of the character like I'm X Y and Z I mean I think the day Isabella really loves both of her parents it matters so much you she looks up to her dad so much, even though I get, you know, she knows that he is a drug dealer. Right. In season three, you just see how much she admires her mom and how alive they are in, in a lot of ways. So I think that's what's that's what really connects me to Isabella. Is I love my parents. I don't do anything for my parents, and the older I get, the more I realize I'm just like my mom. <laughs> right. Which is super cool. I, right. I can't wait to be like an actual mom and be just like her. Right. you mean <laughs> for sure get out of that shell by the way right yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's a good one, but she had to rebel was, a little bit she had to it was a large thing but right. it's funny so I feel like I never got to rebel because I, I was always in music you know, I was always in classes I was always super busy with my life trying to uh, be an open culture and I never got time to be a little mischievous which I don't regret but it's just fun to be able to get a mischievous side out of me right. without the consequences of like So we have the season finale tomorrow. Anything on season? I have no idea. I'm 
So how does that work? So so we have the season we have the season finale tomorrow, and then like yeah. do you have like an off season not like an off season for Queen of the South where you have like X amount of months and then you get the script and then yeah, two so more months you get filming. And then right when you do get done filming, you, you pretty much air it immediately? Yeah. Right wow. Wow. Now that you have some free time from the show, do you have any, any plans? Going anywhere? respectful your time. I appreciate you being on the podcast, but where can we find you on social media? Yeah, so you can find me on She's a big fan of the show too, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay, well, great. Like I said, keep. Well, I definitely want to appreciate uh, saying that I appreciate you being on the podcast. Like I said, you wouldn't believe how excited I was just because I've been watching the show since season one. So, like, I, I'm a legit fan of the show. I'm a legit fan wow. of you. I told a couple people that I had you on. Everybody's excited for the podcast. So, you, this means the world to me. I, I definitely appreciate it. Uh, and from one person to another, keep following your dream. I can't wait to keep following you on Instagram and seeing some 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 songs come out, some more acting roles. You know, c continue to see you grow as a person and in your career. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Like it's been so many years. Of course. It's it's honestly awesome, and I wish you the best and everything. And yeah, we'll see you soon. We'll keep talking. Yeah, we'll definitely keep in touch. And like I said, I have a Boaz on next. That's gonna be fun. All right. Well, hey, appreciate it, and, and we'll talk to you soon, okay? Thank you. And that was. See, me make make sure I can get this right. Idelia Valles. Idelia Valles. I think I nailed it. What she doesn't know is I'm only half Mexican, so. But here's a quick scene. I, th I thought this scene was pretty cool um, for her, um, and I like it a bit. So let's go ahead and. Let's play a little uh, quick scene for her when it comes to 
Queen of the South. This is one of my favorite scenes of her. She was so intense. Like, ugh. I gotta, I, I'm gonna post the um, the actual images on the Instagram page, but let's see what you think. You got something to say, Princessa? You stupid, pathetic wannabe gangster. You think my father ruined your life? I hate him more than you can ever hope to. I'm not gonna ask him for five million. I'm gonna ask him for ten. Can I get two? And you and your cousins get eight and we go free. You want revenge? Be a man and do it yourself. You think you got leverage, bitch? I'll kill you right now. And you don't get nothing. Put me on tape. You think I'm stupid? My father won't pay you anything unless he sees me alive. Put me on tape. I'll get you your ten million. And Kike and I go free. Oh my god. I cannot wait until the season finale. Again, I got some more Queen of the South actors going to get on. I'm super excited. Um, again, everybody go follow her. The show's super dope. Again, it's on Netflix. It's on USA. So super dope. So if you haven't been watching it, it's a great show. Um, she's absolutely phenomenal in the show. It, what's neat about her is, like I said, her role was, you know, had a pretty good role in season one. It grew in season two. She has the biggest, you know, one of the biggest roles in season three. Um, she's growing as an actress, and I, I, I'm just really uh, happy that I got to get her on. So that, again, um, we'll be right back on the same episode, by the way. I'm going to have another actor from Queen of the South. Can't wait. All right, so we do have JT Campos on the line. How you doing, bud? I am doing great. Thank you, thank you. Of course, yeah. We just had a uh, Idalia Valles on the line. She she told me to give you a hard time. Um, I love Idalia. She's the best. Yes. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Give me a hard time. Boaz deserves a hard time. So been uh, hiding long enough. He hasn't come out. They killed his kids. Oh, oh, I know, I know, I know. You're having a tough time, right? So what what makes what makes JT what makes JT's story so unique? Before we jump into the Queen of the South, because you have an amazing role on there, a really bold character. I want to talk about JT real quick, okay? Um, doing a little bit of research on you, I thought your story was pretty unique. So you're from Illinois, but moved to Austin, Texas, to get your career started. Is that correct? All uh, right. So the way it is is migrant workers, you know. Growing up in South Texas, it happens. Right. Migrate, migrate, move up north and whatnot. So I was in Winter, Illinois with the family doing our thing. Um, my mom had me. I think we were upstairs with the story has it. We were up there visiting my, my, my uncle, the shoe shop, making us some tea. Uh, my father was visiting his brother. My mom went into labor, had me three days in the hospital, got back to Texas as quickly as we could. Oh, okay. Like Hank Hill from uh, King of the Hill. There you go. Sorry, he was born in Illinois and he got to Texas as quick as he could. I nice. grew up in Mission, Texas, home of Tom Landry. Nice. South, uh, south, 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 south of the border. The Rio Grande Valley. El Magico Rio Grande Valley. Okay. Are, you, are you a Cowboys fan? Well, I'm definitely a Cowboys fan. I mean, come on. If you know that Tom Landry was from Mission, Texas. Right. And he grew up in, in Mission, Texas, where I grew up next to all these Mexicanos. I'm sure uh, men were men. Cowboys are Cowboys. 
Right. Oh, yes, yeah, so I'm definitely a big old Cowboys fan. You get to watch uh, them on Sunday? I'm a Raiders fan. I'm a sports fan, period. Come on, man. I don't want to pick a team. Right, okay, okay, nice. <laughs> you, you, we, we thinking the Cowboys will win a couple games this year? We liked what we've seen on Sunday or not so much? Hey, there you go. That's a real Cowboys fan. I like it. I'm a Cowboys fan too. I like that. So your time in Austin, um, how how is it in Austin? You, you so you've been I, there I for a while. I came to Austin in '98. Yeah, I came to Austin in '98. I did my sophomore year here in Austin, Texas. I went to Crockett High School. Not very many people know that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I did a sophomore year here in Austin, Texas, and I really got to fall in love with the city and the town and the people and the weirdness of it and. Yeah, I just said I gotta move the whole family up here. Do you know where? I'm um, with the ex-wife and kids, and I called Austin home for. Well, I'm still here. Do you know where Smithville's at? I know where Smithville's at. Yeah. I, I, I'm 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 raised from Smithville, so I'm a country boy myself. I, I'm very familiar with Austin. <laughs> Well, we're gonna have to get out to the country again and throw some tomahawks around. <laughs> there, you, there you go, and you, and you come to San Antonio sometimes too, right? I've got family in San Antonio. You know what? I'm I'm, I'm Hispanic, bro. I'm Latino, Mexicano, uh, Latino Americano, and we got family everywhere, you know. I got family everywhere. I got every 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 city and every town I can talk about. Nice. Okay. And so you, you actually started in radio too, right? And then had the opportunity with the with movies? Yeah. Wow, that's fine. I got my first start in radio way back when in the Calvin, Texas at KIWW. Sacariente 96. Hey. Your old Fort Tejano. Hey. Yeah, it was a crazy old, uh, crazy, crazy. Then I moved to Austin. I missed radio so much. I, 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 I looked for it. I searched it. I found it. And then I started working at KKLP 92.5. Beautiful family there. And, uh, Yes, I've been re- I'm remarried since. Got rid of the ex-wife and kids. More like they just went on their way. Whatever you want to call it. Right. Anyway, yes, I've sir. got a beautiful brand new start. A beautiful uh, brand new love. Oh, ah, I've got a brand new beautiful start. And a uh, brand new love in my heart. And what can I say? Everything's great. So, so, Everything's great. So, so, Hashtag blessed. <laughs> and so you, your first movie was the actual, actually Alamo, right? Speaking of San Antonio. Oh, the actual first, first, first movie, yeah. I'd have to say that was what I really called my first start to film. Yes, it was the movie Alamo. And, and then from there, my like brother, I said. Chris and I started in that. Yeah, and then from there, it just. It took off. It definitely took off. Yeah. Dust Till Dawn, Prison Break, of course. It, it's safe to say that Queen of the South is your biggest role, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, I was on American Crime. I've done some things. A lot of independent. Uh, mm-hmm. Working with the uh, University of Texas, doing some independent uh, films there with the college students, working on their thesis films. And, you know, I like to think, wow, Matthew McConaughey came on out here. That's great. Hi, hi, all right, all right. All right, all right. I still want to work with the guy, too. So come on, Matthew, if you're hearing this. Yeah, for JT sure. Couples, you can find me at JT Couples. One on Instagram. Hey, you never, you never know. That's one thing I've I've learned in life is you never know who's listening. You never know who's listening. Hey, if anyone's listening and want to work with me, please, by all means, don't be afraid. Reach out. I'm here. Yes, sir. Queen of the South, has it been opening up doors for your career? Uh, the hustle, just the hustle in itself, you know. Just stay, stay hard working. Um, keep your nose to the grindstone. Just keep pushing forward. That, that keeps getting you work. But yes, Queen of the South has opened up some beautiful doors. 
I've done the little watch party tour. I like to think like a rock star. I started making music with my boy Ricky Bouchet about three years ago. When I, I was hungry for music when I was working on American Crime. Right. So I linked up about three years ago with my boy Ricky Bruschetti. Go look for Ricky Bruschetti on Spotify, iTunes. We're about to have his album drop here with GoTo Distribution. And, okay. Uh, that's going to be great in itself. He's got his whole English and Spanish album. Nice. We've got a whole new album. I've got my Corrido coming out here with Alto Mando. And Ray Bolt has drops on September 14th. Keep an eye out for that. Pretty awesome. So yeah, I started doing the music thing. And, and with the music, I just wanted to have like the whole, let's do the meet and greet. And boys. I want to meet the fans. I want to meet the people. And with Ricky Bruschetti and his talent, I kind of just felt like, this is kind of like Fight Club, you know? Right. He's the bad kid, and I'm the Edward Norton character. And, um, hey, I like that. He's the voice. Yeah, he's the, he's the mind and voice of Boaz. Nice. And, and yeah, so we started doing our thing, and I said, why not? This is working for me. I just want to, I just want to experience and experiment with everything. I want to experience life. I just want to experiment with with, with with what I'm doing and having an impact on others and definitely having an impact on me and my family and friends. And so, yeah. So you're, you're, music and movies, chant, chant. Right, I, I okay, totally agree. I'm sorry. No, I, I totally agree with that. Now, Boaz Jimenez and JT Campos, as as a person, how, how are the two people similar? Are they similar? Uh, JT Campos and Boaz Jimenez similar. Uh, wow, okay. They're both bold. Their boldness will be their enduring power, I'll say that much. That's only it. I'm just bold like that guy and hard headed at times. So so it's yeah, not it's not it's not hard to get in that character. Oh, uh, it's definitely hard to get into the mind of a criminal like Boaz. Right. It's not easy. I have to do my research and it helps it out from Rio Grande Valley. <laughs> hey, yeah, no seriously, right? <laughs> For sure. Sometimes there's no acting required. Exactly. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Exactly. <laughs> Depending on the scene. It's always a far reach. It's always a far reach. Depending on the scene. Like, like, um, lately I've been getting critiqued about kicking that head on the, on the field. On right. For, um, they've been asking, like, why? <laughs> why? I'm like, I don't know. Because it was fun at the time. It's, it, we're acting. We're making movie magic, and it's not really a real head, and I'm just having fun. Yeah. I'm, 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 that, I'm just having fun. That's what it's so all about. Yeah, I think I think yeah. that's what it's all about. Now, speaking of having fun, I asked this question to Idelia, and I want to see if you have the same answer. Now, off camera, after, after y'all say cut, scene's over, who's the biggest goof off camera? I want to see if y'all match up on names. Yep, that's what she said. That's what she said. He said he had a great personality, always laughing. Ah, Porte, definitely Porte. I remember one time I had just come into hair and makeup. It was my turn to do the hair and makeup. I just said, JT Couples are ready for Boaz and Trainer. I was like, yes, ma'am. So I'm sitting with like six in the morning. I'm walking into hair and makeup. And they had just finished with hair tea. He gets out of his, out of his chair and he says, if you don't mind. Uh, he grabs his makeup from uh, Miss Becky. Uh-huh. And he's like, don't move. I've got your hair and makeup. Look at where it's true. I got you. And he's putting all his makeup on me doing my, doing my hair and makeup. Oh, my God. It was, it, was, it, was, uh, it was great. How'd you turn out? Did you turn out okay? Uh, no cushions. Uh, I 
think Becky had to take care of me. Oh, okay, okay. All right, valiant effort, MG, nonetheless. Well, did a great job. Well, that's 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 actually pretty cool that you know, with the, with the whole cast, y'all both came up with the um with the same person. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to get him on next. I think he would have a be a great uh, asset to getting on the podcast he's as well. He's the best. He's, he's really definitely the best. Where's Everyone he from? On the show was, Is he in LA? I, I, he's not here in LA, but he's oh, okay. Okay. He's working. He's always working. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But, but he's, you know, everywhere he's at, it's home. Even Adelia said she's from she's from Houston. You're you're from Austin, so I, I was really happy to see that we got some Texans on the show for sure. Oh yeah, go Texas for Texas sure. In the house. Yeah, yeah. and I, I told I told her as well that we're gonna get you to do a a, a pote impersonation, but you beat me to it. I didn't I didn't need to even ask. I don't even have to be asked to do a pote impersonation. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> So so tomorrow we have the season we have the season finale tomorrow. Man and and we we've already had two season finales on the Queen of the South and both time there's huge cliff tank huge cliffhangers everybody's always excited for the next season what can we expect tomorrow? More cliffhangers. More cliffhangers. Well, well, we're gonna we're gonna have a great show. That's for sure. I, I can't I can't give anything away. I'm just gonna have to say everybody's gotta watch. Everybody's gonna everybody's gonna find out what happens. Can, can you can you great. can you let us know that Boaz is gonna be on season four? You know what, Boaz will be on every season if we have every season. I love the reason it. I can say that comfortably is because. The writers, oh my God, they found a way to just keep everybody on the show relevant. With right. the underworld, come on. They're right. going to keep it up with the show. You saw Teresa with her widow and a baby. Uh, it was just beautiful to see the way those writers have just gone beautifully into a spiritual realm and taking it here into an underworld. And, and wow, I'm just fascinated by the writing. And as far as I'm concerned, Boaz will always be alive on this show, period. So and I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And if I did, I still couldn't tell you. <laughs> I appreciate your honesty. I definitely appreciate your honesty. Uh, we were talking about the... I can't the, confirm, nor can I deny. I love it. I love it, for sure. Now, we were talking about the, the popularity, the growth of the show, and, and Idelia uh, thanks Netflix. She says that Netflix made the, the, the biggest difference when it comes to popularity and everything else. Um, do you get noticed, like, in the streets? I'm assuming I'm assuming you do, right? You have a pretty distinct <laughs> character, uh, right? It's starting to happen. It's kind of weird. Uh, I have to say, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Earlier today, I went online. See the Facebook uh, Facebook page that they have. There's like 16,000 followers there. So I just went online and I said thank you very much. Much love and respect to everyone. And I did this little post and I shared it. Uh, I was at my local uh, local grocery store here earlier at the ATP and someone saw that on that page. Uh, they stopped me as I was at checkout and said, oh my God, oh my God. Can I take a picture with you? And right. I was like really shocked. I was like, how do you know it's me? <laughs> no, hey, next so, time you're in San Antonio, yeah, I'm going to be that same happen. fan. I'm going to be that same fan next time. All right, all right, cool. Just tell me where you're at. And I'll come to you. As long as you're not like Yolanda, we can, we can kick it off, right? <laughs> yeah, we know we're good. I only know Yolanda Saldivar's in my life, so oh my I'll meet you personally. We can talk and... Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right, right. I don't need any in my life. <laughs> so, 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 uh, JT, does does um 
Do you follow boxing? You you interested in this boxing uh, match on um, on Saturday? Yeah, I'm going with Triple G, bro. Sorry. Okay, no, no, that's good. I I think I'm torn with who I think's gonna win. I think I think Triple G's gonna win. I think Triple G's gonna win. I said something wrong. I said something wrong. You're in my household, obviously. My little boy over here giving me a look like. <laughs> you got some Canelo fans. You got some Canelo fans in the house. Look, honestly, deep down inside, look, only because they're in the room. I'm saying this, and I don't want to say this because they're in the room, man. I just wanted to piss them off, all right? But yes, I'm a deep Canelo will come out here. But yes, I'm a big fan, and I'm a fan of both of the fighters in the ring that evening. It's hard to say. I only want one to win. When when I understand where they both come from and how hard it takes it. How hard it takes us to get there. Right, no, to that level, right, right, I I agree. So yeah, it's hard work and much love and respect to both of those fighters that evening. I've got my money on both of them, so I don't end up losing. There you I go. I just end up losing more on one than I do on the other. That's that's uh, that's a smart that's, way to go, right? It'll balance out in the end. It'll balance out in the end. The way I said. I like I like I like, <laughs> I like that. I like that. And, and other other than that, though, like, what do you do on your free times? So how, how do you how do you? I know you said music's a, a big portion of it, right? A lot of the free time is the music. I work with another cat named Jack Swiss. He's the manager of Bushwick Bill. Uh, we're working on a story right now called The Leopard Cry. Okay. Uh, we're putting it out there and uh, tell you what, go to Urban Dictionary, all of you folks listening, and just look up Leprechaun and uh, look up the name Jack Swiss, and you're going to see like five definitions there. Yeah, I'm doing a lot of things with a lot of beautiful people, a yeah. lot of beautiful people. You know, I've had the pleasure of hanging out with Bushwick Bill recently, and uh, wow, it doesn't matter, he's just a little man, the way everybody sees him, that guy's got the biggest heart and the biggest energy of attitude ever had. It's been an honor and a pleasure working with that energy right there. And so, yeah, I'm just moving forward and all this, uh, and all that's out there. I'm all about the collaborating and the collective, collective being formed. I think we can all get up off the couch together. We can initiate together and put some good things together. And I got, I got a couple, I got a couple names I'm going to bounce off you because I, on, on your, um, Instagram, which will, will definitely, uh, get you to promote your Instagram here in a bit so that we can follow you. But on your Instagram, I've seen a couple pictures of Baby Bash. You a fan? Yeah, baby, baby bash. I'm a fan. Yeah, I'm a fan. I've had the pleasure of uh, just enjoying a baby bash special. Nice, <laughs> nice. And also, I'm um, in the distance. I'm sorry, everybody, for pissing you off right now. No, no. <laughs> also, we have a friend of the podcast. He's actually been on the podcast, and I noticed he follows you. Are you, are you familiar with ESG? ESG, that's my boy. Yeah, you, do you know him? Have All you right. met him? Oh, yeah, I've had the pleasure of meeting all these brothers that follow me, you're sure. Oh, nice. Yeah, ESG has been on the podcast. A wonderful guy, great guy. Everybody's great, man. When you get to meet everybody deep down inside, we're all just beautiful individuals. I agree. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I when, when... I, I, I like to say there are no strangers in life, just brothers and sisters we have not met yet. I love That's it. it. I love it. Yes, sir. Now, now, like I said, I, I don't want to take too much of your time, but... Um, it's all right. I'll give you 10 more minutes if you need it. I'll yeah, perfect. I'll over here anyway. Perfect. Yeah, well. I'm drawing a storyboard out right now. Right. So, so real quick when it comes, just wrapping up with the TV show, Queen of the South, like I said, being in that character, for, for those of you that, that watched, this guy that I'm talking to, Boaz Jimenez, has killed his own brother. How difficult was that scene? I mean, that must have been like an you know emotion, emotional I roller coaster. 
It was. It was an emotional roller coaster for me because my brother. Um, so I think I got the script two days before I did that scene, and when I was reading the script, I was like, "What? Right. No, no, I don't want to do that." I met Julio yet, and when I met Julio Cedillo uh, on set that day, and we talked about that scene. Let me tell you, he is an amazing individual. Everybody on the show are amazing, beautiful souls. I can't complain about anyone. I've taken away something from everybody that I've met, and, and I just put it in my little bat belt. You know, I've got my own Batman belt. And and I just put it away and save it for later. Yanchi, thank you very much. Yalia, thank you very much. Mr. Veronica Falcon, thank you very much. Uh, Alishi, thank you very much. Peter, thank you. Um, all of y'all, Panky, thank you. So many, so many, so many beautiful souls on set. And I've just learned a lot. Uh, it's been great. It's been really, really fun. It's really great. Wow. I'm just reflecting right now. No, yeah, this I'm is a big fan of the show. This is myself, great. Yeah, this know? is this is what I want. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually a big fan of the show myself. Way before uh, it blew up like this for Boaz. Initially, I just came on to do a stunt. You know, I'm a stunt man. Right. I came on just to do a stunt, episode four of season one. Uh, I had a beautiful scene with the with the queen, and she was all in fight. Then they scrapped all that. They said, we're not telling it this way, we're telling it the other way. We're going to rise it to the top. And so they scrapped all that, and they brought me back in episode 12 of season one, and that's just great. Uh, I was being resurrected. Um, they said, we can pick up for season two. We're going to tell more of your backstory. I didn't believe it at the time. I was like, yeah, well, I'll see it when I believe it. I'll right. when I see it. You know? right. uh, anyway, one thing led to another. Season four, or season two, half an episode four. Wow, it just blew my mind. So I was reading the script there and getting to meet Julio Cedillo and talking about that scene. and making the beautiful brotherly connection that we did and having this bond still to this day. Well, I'll take a shot of a tone right now and just say, Manuel, you're always with me. Nice. I'm actually gonna take a shot at the tone. Why not? <laughs> why? Hey, why not? Pop another bottle, yeah. Yeah. There you go. To the casting crew of Queen of the South, I drink and I salute you and I say cheers. I love you and I can't wait till we roll on again. I love next it. Year. Yes, sir. I know, baby. My wife's looking at me kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> she should be used to it by now. Of course, of course. Behind the scenes and the backstory with with JT Campos, aka Boaz Jimenez. And and what's neat about this? Well, what's neat about this is we get to we get to not only follow your your role in, in Queen of the South, but we get to see you grow, especially on, you know, social media. We get to follow you. We get to hear music, hopefully have some upcoming music, you know, and get to get you get to know, you know, JT as well as Boaz. So this is a great opportunity for, for us and we appreciate it. And we just wanted to let you know throughout, throughout the rest of your career. I, I tell every one of our guests this once you, once you're on the podcast, we, we're going to stick with you and support you until you retire. So I, I definitely appreciate the opportunity and um, if you need anything from us, like I said, if, you, if you're from, if you're in San Antonio, let's let's get a beer, let's take some pictures, let's get. Uh, I want to get to know you a little bit, bit. And uh, like I said, man, we're, we're really excited about the, the season finale. We're excited for season four, and, and excited to see what you do with your, the so rest of your career. Where are you watching the finale? If I can ask you, 
I'm, I'm gonna be right here at the house. I got a 75 inch TV. I'm, I'm, I'm. Oh man, sounds great. Tell right. you what, I should have the watch party over there and close where I'm gonna be at tomorrow. Where are you gonna be at I'm tomorrow? Gonna be, I'm gonna be at Conway's in New Brunswick, Texas. That's at 262 West John Street. Hold on, I, I, I really That's might make this. What, where is it? Come on out there. What's Bring the address? The out there and we'll do it live. What's the address? It's at 262. 262 West John Street in New Brunswick, Texas. West John Street? Out. West John. J-A-H-N. J- John Street. Okay. John. Right. <laughs> I might surprise you out there. I think I think that's doable. Oh, what time no, is it? I'll surprise you. I'll tell you what. I can't be surprised these days. <laughs> nice. Nothing surprises me. All right. Well, like I said, you might, you might see me tomorrow, all right? All right. All right. Surprise me. Yes, sir. There you go. You, you'll be surprised with who can surprise. Well, we appreciate it. And like I said, if you need anything, reach out to us. And like I said, hopefully I get to see you, see you tomorrow, okay? My brother, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Everyone listening to On The Wax Podcast, I want to say uh, you've got some great people here keeping you informed on what's going on. And I've had a pleasure. Yes, Thanks sir. for your time. Where can we find you on social media? You can find me on social media at JT Campos one on Instagram. Uh, follow me at Joseph JT Chingon Campos on my uh, fan page on Facebook. I don't know why it's under Chingon. Uh, I asked him to change it a long time ago. <sighs> Sorry, I call myself Chingon. It was just the attitude. Mm. It's just the attitude. <laughs> nice. Uh, other than that, that's it. That's what I'm going to leave you. All right, perfect. Uh, well, hey, like I, I said, uh, thank, you for your time. thank you, and hopefully we can get you on before Season 4 starts. That'd be great. Oh, so you know something I don't? You don't know the Season 4? Yeah. I find out before me. Because I was they would tell me first. No, no, I get the exclusives. <laughs> I get the exclusives. There's, like no, there's no way that they're, they're stopping at Season 3. We'll definitely see you Season 4, and hopefully you can get back on the podcast. Many blessings to you and yours. Hey, same to you. Like I said, we'll be following you, okay? Copy that. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. That was JT Campos. What a cool dude. Like I said, there's no question that I was going to get him on. He's a He has a, man, just a fascinating character on the show. Um, My mom would think he's a complete nine piece, by the way, but that's between me and you. Um... Kind of long hair, Mexican, you know, kind of suave a little bit, you know, kind of kind of looks a little intimidating, though, you know, I, th- I think it's a good dude. Um, so I'm glad that he got on. Um, definitely watch the season finale tomorrow, Thursday, <sighs> September 13th. I had to think of the date. It's going to be it's going down. So if you watch the show, great. And if you don't, like I said, catch up right now. Catch up on Netflix. And like I said, this upcoming season is going to be on uh, Netflix as well. So you should be able to catch up on all three seasons before you know it. Season four coming out. And if uh, Adelia did not steer me wrong, you know, she'll be out in, in June, June time frame. So we'll go from there. All Wax, the podcast, Jay Hen. We got Boaz Jimenez. We got Isabella Vargas. All Wax, the podcast. We out.